Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Calling all hunters and outdoor enthusiasts. It's time to discover the difference with Alpen Optics. When it comes to premium optics, Alpen is where form meets function. Their state-of-the-art devices are built for those with the highest demands. As dedicated hunting enthusiasts and nature observers, Alpen understands that you need 100% reliability when out in the wild. With Alpen, you won't have to compromise. Whether you're stalking, night hunting, or observing wildlife, Alpen Optics offer top-class materials and cutting-edge technology that keeps you in control, no matter the conditions. And here's the best part. Use promo code EXPLORE15 and get a fantastic 15% off your Alpen Optics purchase. So visit alpenoptics.com today and experience the wild like never before. Don't lose track. Get a 15% discount with the code EXPLORE15 at alpenoptics.com. Alpen Optics. Discover the difference. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. This is a special edition of the Custard TV podcast. On the show today, I've spoken to a couple of people in the know about how the coronavirus has affected the industry we know to be television. I've got Duncan Lindsay from the Metro. He's the Oracle of Soaps. He's going to be walking us through how Soapland has been affected with EastEnders, Coronation Street and Emmerdale all pretty much shutting down. But will they have enough episodes in the bank to keep us going so we don't run out? I've spoken to Jackson from Skip Intro to talk about how the US industry is coming to terms with the coronavirus. Fargo is one of the shows that have been closed down. All sitcoms have been closed. Anything with a live audience, as is the same here, has been closed. So he's going to walk us through what he thinks that will mean, not just for now, but for the autumn. And I speak to Helen Daly from the Radio Times about how our autumn is shaping up with shows like Line of Duty and Peaky Blinders and Unforgotten all stopping and all due to air this autumn. In the meantime, though, we've got uh, two friendly non-virus-infected faces. Uh, Matt in the northern area. Hello. I feel like in times like this, we need a parish councillor on the podcast. It's Gary. Uh, a man of God. <laughs> Hello. A man of God and a man of the local the, community. The power, the power of Christ compels thee. Have you done yeah. any exorcisms yet? Uh, no, yeah. no exorcisms. The, 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 the borough is, is clean. I pronounce this borough clean. Luke, Gary, and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast. Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. The idea seems to be, as far as t- television is concerned, ignoring all the shutdowns and things the idea seems to be because people are working from home who can the idea seems to be that they've got loads of extra time to watch more tv because eastenders for example last night friday was replaced by miranda uh, so they're going to oh. start doing it they're going to be doing more repeat <laughs> i mean if it isn't bad enough that match of the day was replaced by mrs brown's boys i mean i want yeah. my license feedback 
Yeah, do you feel, Gary, that you've got more time to watch TV? Because the, the hours are no different. You've still got to work from home and do all your, your work as normal. But, I, so do you I, feel I, I, like I, you've got more time to watch television? Not, that... not really, no. In no, fact, in you're, fact not, you're not commuting, though, are you? So you're not... No, but it, uh, my commute is certainly a lot shorter. I mean, the stairs are quite busy at times. Uh, so, uh, you know, so, no, I, I don't feel like I'm watching more television. I'm, I'm stopping for, like, the daily Prime Minister briefing at five-ish. I love the fact that he does the daily briefing but can't commit to a certain time. It's like I'm... this podcast. Um, I never liked Pointless, but I'm missing it a little bit now. <laughs> is, that the, is that the name of the briefing or the that television program? That should be the name of the uh, briefing. Yeah. And I feel like I'm watching much more recorded television as opposed to live television. Because mm. I suppose then you can watch it on your schedule, can't you? You can watch. Yeah. And yeah. and equally as well, I, I kind of am, I'm aware that certain shows are going to start closing down. I'd like them to announce how much of MasterChef has been recorded. Is it all of it? I'd kind of like a bit more information about what okay. is it going to look like in two months. MasterChef yeah. should be safe, shouldn't it? Because that's almost, that's all in the can, surely. Well, I assume so, but I yeah. don't know. I think what what the point of this podcast was, was bake to off. say to Bake Off, yeah, I mean, they should be safe in the tent, you'd think. They, but, could, do some, they, could, do, they could do a bit of social distancing, make the tent a bit bigger, I suppose. Yeah, but... it won't be able, yeah, won't be able to get anything in the shops, though, to make the cakes. True, yeah, they're probably <laughs> stockpiling. That's probably what it is. The Bake Off is stockpiling flour and sugar and milk at the moment in preparation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing pasta, pasta, just because. Yeah, I was say, yeah. Pa- pasta week might have to be cancelled. Yeah. A, a lot of rice cakes this year. I think we're not going to see the proper impact of this on screen till the autumn because when Line of Duty should be back is obviously going to be yeah. pushed. When Peaky Blinders is going to be back is going to be pushed. At time of recording, they haven't announced that the Olympics isn't happening. But I wondered whether either of you had a sense of what that means for the BBC or the broadcasters when, they, when they've allotted time for that and Glastonbury, for example, and then that doesn't happen. Because a lot of sporting events have been cancelled. I mean, not only did we have the Olympics, this Euro 2020 has been delayed for a year. And obviously we won't get certain events like the Grand National, Wimbledon, the London Marathon. I, I can only imagine that the BBC will dip into their repeats and, and, and reserves for that. The Olympics is different because... As you say, it's the one event that hasn't yet been cancelled. I can't see it going ahead. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what the BBC does with that. Uh, yeah. that I, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't think it'll be happening. I, I, I agree with you. It's just, it's too soon, isn't it? Next year, I think you're going to be seeing all the sports, and <laughs> and then all the tally will be put, will be put back to 2022. <laughs> I think I think sport has to take a back seat. I think everybody has to be more sensible and, and, and think this is more important than that. The BBC, we're always sort of being told off here, or I am, for being BBC biased, but you have to say that the corporation has come into its own. They've put loads of extra box sets on the iPlayer for people who wanted to watch that. They've added a kids button to the iPlayer so that there's a load of children-friendly content for them as they're off school. BBC4 is playing a load of things on the red button of teaching you how to live healthy and there's a weekly church service going to be broadcast on TV and BBC Radio. They've really thought about this properly in not a long time to to put it all together. It's a very... Very well done. Jamie Oliver on Channel 4 is going to be doing a cooking programme. On the BBC Red Button, there's even a block of programming each weekday 
uh, in the evenings to support the G- GCSE and A-level curriculum folk, uh, teaching them stuff and, and making sure they don't fall too far behind in their exams. So they've really thought about how, how they can best serve us. There's loads of educational podcasts on BBC Sounds. There's just lots of things that they put in place. As you mentioned, the the iPlayer, and I know you said there's some new box sets that have gone up recently, like Spooks and, and The Missing, Waking the Dead, things like that. Do you want to just run through the, the social media question quickly that we popped out? So, you know, we asked what would uh, you'd like to see return to the iPlayer now, you know, that they've announced these new box sets, if they put anything else on. So we did get a few responses. Uh, Tony Hollis says... Monty Don says all of his shows have been removed from the iPlayer. That's this needs to... people can't be in the garden. This needs to be changed. All, yeah. of the, all of the shows are so calming and just the kind of distraction we need. All those old BBC programs like uh, Songs of Praise and Country File now are the kind of programs which people now should be gravitating calming, to because they won't calming. have that regular contact. Yeah, our friends over at the uh, Wolford Weekly podcast have said Grange Hill from the very beginning, every episode. Huh. Yes, please. That's a lot, though, and that'll yeah. be very dated. I didn't see the outcome of it, but last night the last leg were live and they didn't have an audience, and their question of the week was, mm. Channel 4 have got a lot of gaps now. What show would you like Channel 4 to rerun over the next mm. couple of months? I'd love to know what the outcome well, of that I, was. Well, I saw um, Father Ted was a big one. Euro Trash was trending. <laughs> um, Brexit. Some people mentioned Utopia... I mean, they've got most of their stuff, though, on, on the all four, haven't they? They're quite lucky yeah, to have Yeah, but it's not as easy as to watch it on TV, no. I suppose, for people. A few more here. Erin says, um, I'd really love them to put the bridge back on. I'm keen to rewatch that yeah. now and have more time on my yeah. hands. The only thing I wonder about some of these more recent things, like the bridge, is the rights. Um, because yeah, you know, the, the, the second, yeah, because who owns the second run rights to some of these yeah. things? Mandy Cunningham, and I did get back in touch with Mandy to, to tell her that Spooks was back on the iPlayer because she oh. said Spooks because everyone needs all the drama of the grid or um, Silent Witness because it's brilliant. That's so, all on the iPlayer as well from series six. From to, series to the, six, okay. To, um, to, to the current run. Similarly, in the in the children's program realm, uh, original demon headmaster, or huh. the queen, or the queen's nose, and and finally a a little bit of consistency here. We've got Lauren Jones. Yay! Yay! The world might be ending, but Lauren's still listening. That's fine by me. And she says, "Monarch of the Glen, my guilty pleasure." <laughs> Maybe we could just stream that on its own to her house. Yeah, but I, I agree with Lauren. I think you need those sort of quaint programs, like quaint your, like program. your Monica the Glens and your and your um, Bally Kiss Angels and things Nobody like that. Nobody said Lovejoy. With the iPlayer working so hard for people, it does make me wonder why BritBox exists. <laughs> I do. I think mean, is there some me. is there some mm. overlap to what the BBC have put on that BritBox have got as well? They've got spooks, I believe. That's the only. I, uh... I assume that because it's owned, I assume they can do both. Yeah, I mean, ITV are pushing BritBox hard that you can go to that well, to yeah. BritBox and and see but a lot only, of their. But that's stuff. only because ITV Hub is so rubbish. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, there is a 30-day free trial, isn't there, for, for the BritBox, so people could yeah. maybe check out and see what's on there. But um, I, I think I'd agree with uh, nostalgic sort of kids' programmes. I think that's where, like like the Grange Hills, like the Biker Grove... It's like not some... time for animals of Fatherhood quite yet. No, though, that, that's, that's quite... Bl- have we mentioned that recently? We did last week. Podcast? We did last week. That's, why I that, we that, hey, that's, that's really bleak, though. You don't I'll, want, you don't want that one. Shall I go for what the people have said about yeah, the Channel 4 stuff? Yeah, yeah. Brookside got a number of votes. Eurotrash, Brass Eye, Phoenix Knights. What else have we got? Utopia. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, Green Wing. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brookside. Father Ted, as you say. No Angels, which was the strange one about four nurses that lived together. Yeah, Joe, Joe Joyner and, and his yeah. mates. Yeah. Uh, teachers. Games Master. I mean that that would be great, but I mean I don't really don't think and quite a lot of love for the eleven o'clock show, uh, which I think oh, okay. is quite interesting. Shall I play the first game that I've got or the first old feature? Okay, uh, go. Okay, right. there's a, a few little things that I found on Facebook to make up your coronavirus nickname. Okay, right, your right. first name is the how you're feeling at the moment, and your second name is the last thing you ate in your cupboard. So for me, it would be excited mini cheddars. <laughs> Luke? Okay. Insecure. Excited. Sorry, excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm recording a podcast with you Oh, two. okay. You're literally living from moment to moment. I see. Yeah. Okay, um, I would be insecure cookie. Nice. Matt? I'm ambiguous Sultana Bran. <laughs> <laughs> Just say that well, again in case we laughed over it. I think we am- Ambiguous Sultana Bran. God. <laughs> the character on Star Trek. <laughs> We want you to get in touch with yours when you've heard this. Just tell people how they do it again. So your first name is how you feel currently, yeah. not generally, just that moment. Yeah. And then your second name is the last thing you ate. Okay, so tweet us at Custard TV Pod or at Luke at Luke Custard TV or at the Gary Show or at Matt's TV Bites with that your um, coronavirus name from Insecure Cookie, Excited Mini Chitters, and uh, Ambiguous Sultana Brand. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email. CustardTVReviews at gmail.com So here with me now is Helen Daly of the Radio Times. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello. Hello, hello. What do you think about, are we all going to be living on repeats? What is the landscape looking like for the future as far as you can tell? I mean, for the foreseeable future, I don't think it's I don't think it's as bad as we think it might be. No. Belgravia just started. Um, Ozark season three is coming on Netflix, and that's just two that I can remember off the top of my head. Um, there's a lot of decent stuff out there. Disney Plus launches next week, so there's a whole mm-hmm. there that we've not seen. Come autumn, I think we're all going to be very busy. <laughs> you know, we're going to have stuff that's been pushed back, of course, stuff that's been postponed. There's quite a bit in the schedule that, you know, we'll, we'll probably fill up autumn. Of course, you know, some of the shows are going to be affected by filming. I know Call the Midwife was one of the, the new ones that's had to postpone filming. But you know what I mean? We'll get through it. There's so much oh, classic absolutely. TV oh, that we can watch. And I don't mind watching a repeat every now and again, really. We have often said on the podcast before that um, we'd like TV to stop so we can catch up with the amount of TV we've had to miss <laughs> just because of the avalanche that TV is at the moment. Is there anything that you're going to use this time to watch and gorge on that perhaps you felt like you didn't have the time to watch before? 
Well, um, the main one that I really want to watch is The Wire. Please don't judge me. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> good. It's good. Now's a good time for that. Yeah, it's just something that you can really immerse yourself in. But actually, um, I had a pleasant surprise the other day because I went to watch uh, the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I've not seen it yet and discovered that I've not seen season nine either. So I've been binging through that. Um, yeah, you're right. It's it's the kind of time that we can set aside to watch stuff that we've been meaning to. And we should be treating ourselves to that because, you know, we're having a bit of a weird time. Enjoy it. Just watch the stuff that you've been meaning to for a while. In terms of Netflix, I know The Crown has stopped. I know some of their UK productions have stopped. But have, have you seen much of their upcoming output? Is there much to look forward to? I know you used to be a big Netflix podcaster. Is there anything on the horizon that looks to be worth our while that you know about well off the top of my head the best thing that's coming up is um tiger king the new documentary that's coming out so obsessed with just the name and the trailer of that i have to be honest i can't wait to see it it looks literally insane and i've been reading quite a lot about it recently and it just it just gets more insane the more i watch it and hear about it so yeah that's definitely right at the top of my list um ozark season three as well i know fans of ozark are desperate for that so i think that'll be a good one i think dark uh, is coming out the next season of dark as well that's actually quite a good watch when you sit down and really immerse yourself on it i'd, mm. I'd like to know what you think about the wire because it's one of those shows that all these big tv wigs say oh you haven't seen the wire you need to watch that yeah. but actually it's it's like a novel on screen it's different to most tv you watch so i'll be interested to see how you get on with it and in terms of Netflix documentaries, if people haven't seen Don't F With Cats, I'd recommend <laughs> that one as well. The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez, that's amazing. In, it's amazing for all the wrong reasons, I should say. It's a harrowing watch. But Netflix are very good at, at uh, these documentaries. And Tiger King looks just like the most bonkers one they've ever done. I've never I, seen anything like that. I literally cannot wait for it. And yeah, Don't F With Cats is probably one of the most gripping, compelling, bizarre, scariest documentaries I've ever watched. But I will recommend it to the world. It is so, so fascinating. You will lose yourself in that over the course of three hours and you will forget everything else because that just grips you right from the off. What about the fact that Sky are putting films that are in the cinema on their, onto your TV... Is that something that you, you'll indulge in? It seems like a clever business twist to be able to bring films that were supposed to be seen in cinemas to your home. That seems quite clever. I know The Invisible Man's there, Emma's there. We can all watch these new films. That seems a smart business decision as well. It's a lovely idea as well because the, I don't know if, if anyone else is like me, but I just don't have time to go to the cinema to see. No, but... me neither. All the money sometimes. <laughs> exactly. It's expensive, but yeah, it's actually a really nice treat that we're going to get to watch it. And... Tis the season for chicken fingers at Raising Cane's. Warm up with cooked order chicken fingers, crispy crinkle cut fries, Texas toast, and the real source of holiday magic, cane sauce. Happy holidays from Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. One love. <laughs> Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. And um, yeah, Emma, I know Frozen 2 is on there. That's always going to be feel good. Um, I think the new Star Wars is coming out. 
So actually, like some really good quality films that they were probably banking for Easter, but they're letting them out a yeah, little. Yeah, why not? Why not let them out a little sooner? Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Another aspect of the TV industry affected by the coronavirus is, of course, Soapland. And here to discuss it is the, I just called him this off air, the oracle of soap. It's Duncan and Lindsay from the Metro. When the soap news came in, that was when it hit me, oh my goodness, this is a serious thing. Because soaps, whether you watch them or whether you don't, they're just always there, aren't they? And so for them to be struck down really struck me as quite serious. Yeah, it's unprecedented, really, isn't it? Um, it's um, it's ever since well, Corey's been on on the S and for sixty years, and it's never once had to face the fact of stopping. So it's a constant in everybody's lives. So you know, if things are getting serious, when they either have to come off air or prepare to come off air by cutting episodes. That day, obviously, I was working, and uh, I was expecting the announcements to come through at any point. But when they did, you, you do kind of. There was kind of that feeling of okay, right, this this stuff's got serious. Mm. Um, I know it's a fictional TV show, but you know it's it's a constant thing in people's lives. It's a familiarity, and it's just another kind of uh, reminder of just uh, what an unprecedented situation we're we're in, really. So take EastEnders for example. They're cutting down by fifty percent, so they're cutting down to Mondays and Tuesdays only. Do you think the thinking behind that is by the time everybody's back at work at L Street? we shouldn't have run out of episodes. I think that's the hope, yeah. And as you say, it's Monday and Tuesday for now, but there are some now conflicting TV guides which seem to mm. be saying Tuesday and Thursday. But I've been in touch with EastEnders and they don't currently know, but this might have changed by the time this goes out, but they, they don't uh, currently know whether that's going to change from, as far as we know, it's Monday and Tuesday for now. But yeah, I think the idea is because they've had to have a full shutdown, they want to keep it on air as long as possible. So people have still got some EastEnders for as long as possible. But I think it is becoming more and more likely this is going to go on a lot longer than people think. So Mm. they, they will eventually run out of episodes, whether or not by the time that happens, they will be in a situation where they can have people back on set. Nobody really knows, but um, it's important to note that the um, the storyliners, the scriptwriters, they, they're still working. They're still um, they're, they're working remotely. All the press officers, everyone else, they are still working from home, like many of us. So um, I guess for the storyliners and for you know people planning the actual episodes, they're going to have to just mm. change the storylines constantly to fit in because obviously. They already have in mind what's going to happen on Christmas Day. But obviously, if we're going to miss three months worth of episodes, for example, they're either going to have to change the storyline completely or have Christmas Day in March, which would be extremely odd. So um, they're going to have to be constantly changing the storylines, which I think is going to be a bit of a headache for them. And they've got to be careful not to confuse the viewers as well. Do you know why Corey and Emmerdale are, are cutting down fewer episodes have they just got more in the bank they film about up to eight weeks in advance and of course they film out of order and things so there are some of the actors in self-isolation and they're they're just coming they're, they're coming in 
just to do kind of pickups and to do their bit and so they are still filming but i imagine the progress is a lot slower because they're using less cast at once Mm. they're getting less done in a day because obviously you've got to take all the safety precautions into account um, like hand washing keeping people apart making sure everyone's you know safe and that kind of thing i also think that by, by cutting down episodes i think they probably do have the expectation that they will have to shut down at some point if it gets Mm. worse so again the view will be they want to be on air as long as possible and not not end up in a situation where we're going to end up with weeks without this hopes because Mm. for itv especially and bbc is obviously um you know it's licensed fee fee funded but itv rely very heavily on coronation street and emmerdale for advertising revenues so um they don't want to lose the shows off air completely but at the same time the priority for them they reiterate completely is safety so if there does come a time where they have to stop then they'll have to stop but it's involved a lot of work in terms of because we we plan we plan our articles like magazines do we plan our articles over a, a month ahead so we had articles in the bag up to the end of april we're still in the process of going in and changing all of that because embargoes change and there's some articles that we do to go out on Tuesday that would reveal stuff that's now not going to happen for another four weeks where it was meant to happen next week. So it, it drastically changes quite a lot of things. Um, Corey in particular might be a bit jarring for people because they have this format of having double episodes mm. and so episode one tends to have the cliffhanger then you've got to wait half an hour and then it's resolved whereas now the cliffhanger from episode one might come on a Friday night and you're now waiting till Monday to find out what happens. And to be honest, that might not be a bad thing because having that cliffhanger has has always been a soap staple. And I think that's something yeah. Coronation Street is potentially lost by having the double episodes too much. So it might actually turn out to be a format that works a lot better. You know, we might come out of this. The schedules might change permanently in terms of um, when the soaps will go out. Because if it, mm. if it works better, that people feel that less is more, then who knows? Um, it's, it's just it's interesting, isn't it? Because soaps are they're comfort for a lot of people, aren't they? Because they're always on the characters that we've grown up with or know in depthly, and people need that escapism as well. Do you think they'll be trying their hardest not to run out? That that's the worry, isn't it? That we're going to have a gap of so long because yeah. of the shutdown, and then we, we TV catches up with where they are, and then we're in a bit more of a a mess as far as scheduling goes, and how quick they can release the episodes and things if they're just back to filming. It's it's weird. it's a, such a weird, unprecedented time. It really is. It's so so strange. Um, I think it's. It's like it's certainly something I never thought I would experience, uh, something to have affected the world so globally on this scale. And it, it's happened so quickly. We, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, the next day, the next day. It's, it's, it really is um, such a, a strange time, as you say, but particularly for those who, who are isolated and alone. So are such a safety comfort blanket to people to whether whether elderly whether they've got um social issues anxiety and things they get to know these characters as you say quite rightly you know they've known these characters some 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 for up to six but i've known ken barlow for 60 years that's like double my life it's um just giving away my age great they, they really just don't want people to lose that because it's not just a tv show coming off air when it's a soap 
it's like that it's that constant it's that routine and it's that familiarity but also like with eastenders for example they've already stopped filming as a casualty holby or you know all those other shows that are serial dramas that have been going on for a long time and the regional ones as well and the bbc all of those have shut down they've now got to pick a point where to stop it because if it comes to, uh, where they have run out of episodes um, and they're still not back filming they, they've got to work out what point they leave it at uh, they might not necessarily run every episode that they've got they might think right it's fairer to leave people on less of a cliffhanger because this could be five months before say you say you've got someone who's staring death in the face and that's the last episode they've got and when we, we've got to wait, what, five, six months to find out if they survive or not. Um, it could drive people insane a bit if you're really invested in the show. So that's another thing they've got to take into consideration as well. And I know that they are doing so. Um, so there's a lot of forward planning and a lot of playing it day by day to see how it's going to work, really. Which soap do you think is the strongest at the moment? Do you have a one that is is doing really, really well and... and one that you think is really knocking it out of the park in terms of story and and development and, and fan reaction as well. Is there one at the moment that's head and shoulders above the rest? Um, I don't think there's one that's head and shoulders above the rest, although I, I, um, soaps do go through peaks and troughs. And I've got to be careful what I say, really, because I, um, I don't want to upset any soaps. Yeah, you don't and want to any fans. But in all honesty, um, in terms of fan reaction... Um, if you if you rewound uh, two years for EastEnders, uh, people were not really talking about it. They'd kind of lost interest a little bit. And it was going through a dodgy patch. Whereas the anniversary week um, in particular, it was trending a lot. Our, our site went mad with traffic at one point. It, it did actually freeze and shut down um, because people were searching EastEnders so much. And I think Hollyoaks is always underrated massively. Um, but they continue to do these um, massively important storylines I do wonder how Hollyoaks are going to handle the, because they've already filmed in a, a flash-forward episode at New Year, and that had scenes that are meant to go out at the end of this year, and then the whole of this year is meant to be building up to this episode where someone's going to die. Wow. Uh, we've seen scenes that are technically yet to air. They flashed forward a whole year. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle that because obviously they've had to plan the whole year intricately to do all that and to make sure all the storylines build up to that realistically um, and with enough time. But if they if they have to stop filming for several months, I imagine that they're, they're going to have to work out a way of how they're going to get from that A to B in a much quicker way but still make it believable. So that'll be interesting to see. But if any soap can do it, I think it's them. Um, and I just think that um, I know that what's coming up with, with Corey is so strong and um, i think the jeff and yasmin storyline is really powerful and there's a really big storyline coming up for for the younger cast and a massive storyline coming up for some core families like corey like steve mcdonald leanne nick um, tracy they're all going to be involved in this massive big issue story it's going to be a really big one um, and i just i kind of hope that coronation street can Obviously, the safety of the, the cast and crew are mm. paramount, but it's a very long-running story, so I think it would be a massive shame if it were to be halted and left with that massive gap and taken mm. the impact away from it. 
because as uh, Ian McLeod, who runs the show, told me in an interview a while ago, it is the biggest and scariest thing he's ever done for that show. And indeed, he reckons for any soap that he's worked on, because he's worked on Emmerdale and Hollyoaks as well. And so um, really, they want to tell it properly. So a massive break in the middle of it would be something that might take away the impact a bit. So I think that all the soaps are doing really well with the challenges that they're being presented with. It's going to be an interesting time to see what their ratings could be like. Obviously, there's more people in. There's going to be less episodes, so it's more of a treat to sit down and watch it. So they may see increased viewing figures. They may um, see more people talking about it and speculating about it because there's going to be more cliffhangers and longer to wait to find out. It's going to be interesting. It could actually be, you know, not too worrying a situation for them long term. It's just in terms of the actors, the crew. A lot of people are freelance on soaps. Directors are often freelance and um, camera crew. Um, some casts, you know, might have taken on, you know, they might have a temporary role in the soap and have already agreed to another role afterwards but they can't finish their filming. And you might find that some people have to make a choice between do they do the EastEnders gig and finish it off? Or, you know, I'm just using that as an example, or do they um, hold out for this other gig, which may or may not happen down the future? We could be expecting more announcements of characters leaving or characters um, being rested. Um, obviously, older characters can't work. You know, those over 70 are having to stay indoors. I think the biggest soap drama is actually going to be off screen for quite a long time. It's, it's going to be. It's a huge upheaval behind the scenes just to keep it all afloat while all this uncertainty is going on. I'm really interested to see how it's going to play out. How can mm. people find you on Twitter, Duncan, if they want to follow you and follow all the soap news? Um, if they want to do that, it's, I'm just at Duncan Lindsay. Lindsay spelled L I N D S A Y. Yeah, metro.co.uk has a massive soap section, which is updated every day. We'll continue to do that. Um, we will continue to do interviews. You know, the actors are still up for speaking to us. Um, they've got more time to. Um, so, the, you know, we can still bring them up. So there'll be plenty of content still to come. I am a bit of a gobshite on Twitter, but um, I'm hopefully, <laughs> hopefully worth a follow. And I just think we should all be talking more anyway, um, whether it's or not. Um, we're all isolated. We're all... You know, I feel the, the loneliness can set in, anxiety. I think let's everyone keep talking and being nice to each other and mindful that people are very stressed and worried about their jobs, their health, their relatives right now. You know, let's let's keep chatting on social media and make it make social media a good thing because it can be toxic. So let's just use it for good, I think, and uh, let's all stay in touch. And uh, I think doing podcasts like you two are going to be a massive, massive uh, thing um, for people to to enjoy while they while they are isolated um so oh, it's, it's so. a brilliant yeah i'm sure it will be you're listening to the custard tv podcast the official podcast of the custardtv.com so why don't we spend this time now suggesting things we think people should watch it's what we do normally on the podcast to escape uh, because after all we're all in this together and uh, we're all in the same boat. So if you okay, should, we do, should we do, should we do one each and if then sort choose, of circulate yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. If you choose to watch TV, I'm going to be very on myself and go quite uh, upbeat and uh, colourful. So I'm going to start with a good place. If you've not seen it, that's yeah. a nice, easy, relaxing show filled with lovely people and and loads of different twists and turns. It's on Netflix. You need to start it now. It's a great time to start it. 
you, you've been joking that I haven't been watching any TV, but over the last couple of days, I have been catching up with the uh, better things on the iPlayer. Oh, well done, sir. And I think that that's a sort of good, not escapist in a way, you know, it's, it's, but it's sort of very real and it's quite a warm show at its heart. Yeah. I, I was just going to say as well, on the iPlayer, they've actually got a good section called uh, Binge Worthy Series. So they've got yeah. quite a lot of their box sets that they bought back and things like that. Um, I, I, Gary, if you want to go on to yours and then, I mean, I can go through some of the ones they got up there. Maybe we can just talk about some of them. I, I was going to go a bit old school, uh, so going back to uh, my roots of American um, programs and, and tell you that if you've never seen it, you need to go back and watch Seinfeld on all four at the moment. Uh, I know that Luke did say that, you know, all four is not particularly great at getting on your television unless you've got a smart TV or an app, but you can obviously stream it from your phone and put it on your telly if you can do that. I but, think it's uh, quite easy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, not, it's not easy as the iPlayer, shall we say. No. Uh, but uh, I, I think that's an excellent one. Maybe skip series one and two. They're a little bit dry because they're finding their feet. It's a little bit of the parks and recreation situation. You know, don't watch series one, really not worth it. Uh, but start at series three. You've got, you know, six more series, all of about 24 episodes. Fantastic yeah. content. For me, it was my gateway into now what I am going to recommend afterwards uh, as well. Do it now, Gary. We'll allow you another. Now. Okay, so we'll, we'll do it. So, so I've started and I'm now on series eight of oh. Curb Enthusiasm. I bloody love it, Gary. I'm upset. I mean, I, I can't believe. I think the reason was when this first came out, I. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wasn't a huge knowledgeable fan of Larry David. I no, wasn't aware that he was George. And I had been told, and I, I know it's partly right, about the fact that a lot of Curb is improvised. So I kind of thought, oh, it won't be that good. You know, it will just be, you know, you know, so that kind of like humour that only certain people will get. And boy, was I flipping wrong. I love uh, it. I, and, and fantastic. I should say, you're able to see this because Sky Comedy launched and it's all on Now TV yes. or Sky Box sets. And Series 10, which is airing currently, is some of the best it's ever oh, been. Well, so I'm nearly there. Um, so that that's a high recommendation. If you And I think that's the thing. If you've never bothered to pick up something because you've heard of something or someone put you off of it, now is a fantastic time to go back I think there's so much availability and there's mm. more coming because of the coronavirus, I feel. I yeah. feel like TV companies, I, I know it's the Amazon have put things like Buffy the Vampire Slayer back up. 
you know, if you've never had the opportunity to go back and try some of these, now is a great time to do it. Shall I just go through some of the stuff they've got on the iPlayer? Maybe we can. Well, go... some of the things we think are noteworthy. You don't need yeah, to do Yeah, no, I'm not going to go through all of this 141 yeah. programs that are available. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Series 1 to 9 of Called the Midwife. Yeah. Well, don't. Well, what, when, when does Miranda leave? Three? <laughs> we'll do that. I mean, I suppose it might, it might um, make you think that it's not coming back, but Line of Duty is all up there. Yeah. What about Killing Eve? Yes. Yeah. Series one, yeah. yeah. Series one of Killing Eve. But again, a good sort of diversionary series. You got... lose yourself in that. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, there, the third series is made and ready. I'm guessing BBC One would be stupid not to put that on yeah, quick. Saturday night, nine o'clock. Well, not only that, give it some prime time. You know, they, they will get huge viewing figures if they were to prioritise that. Here's yeah. another one. What about The Wrong Mans? Yes. What about two pints of lager and a packet of crisps? No. <laughs> and then you've got like your Doctor Who's and your Torchwoods. Uh, what about Life on Mars? Yes, that's a different era. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah. and and I think they've got Ashes to Ashes as all on there as well. More outnumbered. Good, yeah. What about... Uh, at home, that could be quite relevant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it would be a bit too close to the bone. Yeah. What about uh, Luther? Yes, although... Once we know Idris Elba's okay, then I can <laughs> Let's not have it as a remembrance piece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about W1A? Brilliant. Do that. Uh, something they've just brought back all of Spooks, as we mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Um, better Things we've mentioned. Gavin and Stacey. Yeah. Uh, Thick of It. Yeah. Miranda. <laughs> uh, what about him what and her? It? That's all on there. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Definitely uh, do that. They basically self-isolate anyway on that, don't they? Pose, we we would recommend. Yeah, love Pose. Oh, here's one, Luke, that I know you're a massive fan of. They've got Series 1 to 5 of Jonathan Creek on there. That's a good... Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. They've got uh, Series 1 to 8 of Hustles all on there. That's fun. Is that another one? Um, I suppose you can, inside number 9, you can cherry-pick some of those. Although they're all on Netflix, aren't they? So... Something that's well, about yeah. to finish its run for good. This country, which we, we yeah. me and Luca massive fans of, and this yeah. week's episode was um, was was particularly good. Oh, another one that might be quite nice to watch as a bit of a diversion: Mortimer and Whitehouse gone fishing. Oh, yeah. I would lo- see. Will they be affected? Well, they're outside, and there's only two of them, <laughs> so they should be all you've right. Got go, you've got to go out and have some exercise. The government yeah. thing. So I think with a bit of fishing. It's only two people. Uh, then we have the first three series of Goodness Gracious Me are all up there. I didn't realise the first three series of Porridge were all up on the iPlayer. One the of your proper favorite. one. That, the that, proper yeah. one. Yeah, the yeah, remake. the proper one. The proper one. Oh, okay. good. They didn't make three well. series of the remake. Oh, well, yeah. I've got three episodes waiting. Um, we've got extras are up there. Uh, 2012. Uh, so quite a lot on there. There's Something a real treasure trove, actually. We yeah. don't talk about it yeah. enough. And then there's some other sort of, you know, some of your David Attenborough, so your Planet Earth, your Frozen Planet. Wow. Uh, Planet, Planet. All up there. And actually one loop that me and you were a big fan of from years ago, the uh, Chris Lilly We Can Be Heroes is all up there. And oh, some of and oh some God. You don't, yeah, the iPlayer, just use it. It's there as a great yeah. resource. You yeah, there you it. go. And and that's amazing. Dramas from years ago, like What Remains is still all up there. Uh, 13 with Jodie Comer is still all up there. That might be a bit too dark. Yeah, uh, and, uh, but but there's quite a lot. If you if you go into this bingeable series thing, there's quite a lot on there to okay. to put your way to work your way through. Wow. And 
so there you go there's some recommendations from ourselves brilliant So, I thought I'd better reach out to the rest of the world and find out how their TV industry has been impacted. And so I searched far and wide for a real-life American. There are only a couple of them out there, and I happen to find one. Jackson from Skip Intro is in Boston. He's written a couple of times for the site, and there's a wonderful YouTube channel you should check out. Do it after you've listened to the podcast, though, I must say that. Um, first of all, the first impact I noticed of the... US TV shutdown was all my YouTube channels that I subscribed to all the late night stuff all that has just gone away and so now I have 50% less YouTube to watch <laughs> yeah I, I think that's kind of where it started over here hi hi everybody by the way um, uh, the first people who I think took it very seriously in the TV industry were those late night people so you know, John Oliver and Seth Meyers and Jimmy Fallon and all those people, although they seem to be trying to adjust to it. I know Jimmy Fallon just posted a video that was like a Skype interview with someone else. And, and John Oliver posted a, a coronavirus update that was very weird because there's no audience to laugh at his jokes. Yeah. So he's just kind of talking. It was still kind of nice. Um, I, I wish they had put in a laugh track. I think that would have actually been nice. It would have been a little less chilling. But... For the most part, they were the first people who really did anything. The other thing that I've heard is that the fourth season of Fargo, which uh, is going to be on FX over here, uh, starring Chris Rock, and they do a different... It's like an anthology series, but that I, got This pushed was out. the first time that I was genuinely upset about the virus when I heard this news, because I've been waiting for Fargo for so long, and then... because <laughs> But that's the difference with the American system, is you film so close to broadcast. Yes. Obviously, you're gonna get. We're gonna get knocked back. We will eventually see Fargo, but they they need the depth of winter. So when we'll see it, I do not know. You make a really good point. Is that the American system is is very compact. They're probably done shooting. They might be doing some reshoots for Fargo, but they can't do any of the post production, um, any of the ADR, the effects, or anything like that. And if there are reshoots, they can't do those either. So that's obviously getting pushed back and. You know, we're going to start seeing that with other shows sooner or later. I think that it's probably going to have this, like, cascading effect. If you work on a show, like, say you're a camera operator, you have a bunch of gigs lined up, and they're all short-term because, you know, you're going to shoot season four of Fargo, then you're going to shoot, you know, season three of Mindhunter, even though that's, like, not a thing. But uh, <laughs> you, got, you got them all lined up, so you're doing this for eight weeks and then the next one for eight weeks. So if yeah. one of them gets pushed back, now all of a sudden maybe the next one's getting pushed back, and all of a sudden you're throwing the whole system out of whack. So I think right now we're not seeing a whole lot of impact, but I think very soon we're going to start to see it, and mm. then that impact is going to last for a very long time. In, in much the same way that we are still seeing the impact of the writer's strike that happened in in the, the late aughts over here, um, I think that this could be that kind of uh, shift in terms of what, what, what kind of TV, what TV looks like going forward. Well, what we found is that ratings for traditional sitting down TV have actually gone up over the course of this outbreak. Do you think it's going to be the same there or do you just see people 
focusing on streaming services just as much as they ever did? It's hard to say because I'm 27 and most of my friends are around that age. So, you know, we're part of that cord cutting generation. There aren't a ton of people. I have cable, but not a ton of my friends do. So I might not have my ear to the ground the best in terms of this. I would say that the streaming services are going to do really well, mainly because that kind of seemed to be the way things were going. And if people are stuck inside, that's going to be something. I know that the one thing I saw was that ratings for cable news are are up, but the number of houses that are watching it are actually down. There are a lot of people who are just like, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to see anything. You need to escape from it occasionally, don't you? Yeah, and I think... Even if you're tuning into like a sitcom on on one of the major networks, you're still going to get ads about coronavirus and whatever else is going on, as opposed to if you're clicking something on Netflix, you can just totally escape. I would guess that the streaming, at least over here, the streaming services will do better than the traditional uh, broadcast stuff. But, you know, who knows? A lot of those sitcoms will just have to stop production, though, won't they? So they're going to go into reruns, which means people are more likely to head over for something different on the net, on Netflix and Hulu and all the big streamers. It's weird. I thought that when this when this started that we were going to get tons of, I, you know, I, I focus on TV and I thought I was going to get tons of people being like, what should I watch? What should I watch? And there's been some of that, but a lot of people have been saying stuff like, I don't even have the attention span to watch TV right now. You know, I'm just like zonked out basically. They can't but... turn off enough to watch. To let yeah. Them watch something. Or they put something on, but they can't focus on it because they're on their phone. You know, and on the Twitter feed, seeing yeah. all the the news or or whatever else, and they don't have the appetite to watch. Uh, you know, Westworld or something where people are just getting obliterated by robots. Do you think that? Um... TV habits will change then, or would you just think this is just a blip and people will just do what they always do? They just might have more time to devote to TV, but they'll probably just do what they always do. I don't know. I'll start with that. My hunch is that when something big like this happens, things do tend to change. Um, They might not change all at once, but somebody is going to come up with something clever as a response to this, and it's going to catch on. I think that you you see that with a lot of big disruptions in the TV industry. Even like when you go back to when Netflix launched, it didn't change things immediately. And when they started doing their original programming, it did start to change things. And mm. other people caught on to that, whether it was, you know, Breaking Bad, really finding a second life there or just doing tons of uh, originals. But, but streaming changed the game. And before that, at least here... The, the writer's strike changed the entire structure of television from being this like 25 episode a season slugfest to more tight, like 10 episodes closer to the British model. I don't know what it's going to be, but I but, would imagine that things are going to change. I think they've got to adapt. Certainly they've, things have got to adapt to the new life that we're all living at the moment. But it is a good opportunity, like you say, to perhaps go back and say... I never gave this a chance or people have been talking about this for however long and I need to start watching it. What are the ones that you'd say to other people to seek out and watch? I think that weirdly people are not that interested in going back and watching old shows right now. You would think that this would be like a great time to finally like knock out the Sopranos or something. But at least the people I've talked to are really looking for like a communal experience. 
they feel so isolated at the moment that they would like to be watching the thing that everyone else is watching. So at least they have something in common. You know, we're all in this together. I think it would be, I think people feel nice being connected any way they can. And you see that all over the internet, people finding, you know, their favorite celebrities are doing, you know, workouts on Instagram and you can do them along, like live streaming them and Mm. all sorts of stuff like that. I think people are still looking for the new shows uh, the show that I've been recommending to people is is Devs on Hulu because it is very different. <laughs> it's a very like atmospheric, aesthetic experience that can kind of take you out of your head for a minute. And it is coming out week to week, so there's always something to look forward to um, along with everybody else. As far as like old shows that I'm going back and watching, I just finally finished uh, Mad Men the other night. Well done. I really stalled. I tend to stall out when I get close to the end of these shows because I don't I don't want them to end. Uh, so Mad, Mad Men's a hard binge though because it's not it's not a show set up for a, for a watching one after another after another. I find it sure find is not. That... I also find that the um, the later seasons are I find them much more watchable than the the earlier ones, partially because they get into like the sixties. Uh, 50s and 60s or I'm not even sure what year it is when it ends but it's much more like colorful so the screen is a lot more interesting to look at for these like very long still shots as opposed to like the first couple seasons which are very like you know buttoned up drab corporate which I understand is like very true to the times but you know it it's not as it's not quite as pretty to look at (laughs) in terms of devs because we're getting that in a couple of weeks on the BBC actually because they've got to deal with FX that strikes uh, yes. me as something very interesting, but also I feel like I learned a lot from Legion where that looked fantastic and was interesting <laughs> but ultimately went nowhere and I'm a bit worried that Devs feels like the same sort of setup. Okay, so I've seen the first four episodes of Devs because they're out over here. I had lots of similar problems with Legion. I thought it was really overly confusing. I felt like every time you got... You felt like you had a grasp on what was going on. They'd be like, nah, never mind. That wasn't real. And then you'd be like, okay, so it's in this person's head. And they're like, no, but that's in someone else's head. Every time you thought you had a grasp on it, it would just be like, ah, never mind. I just had nothing to latch on to. Devs is by the guy who directed and wrote Ex Machina and Annihilation. Yeah, Alex Garland. I want to say like it's more grounded than Legion. It That's doesn't, not it, that hard to do, though. No, no, yeah. A low bar to clear, to be sure. <laughs> There's like less characters and less confusion. You know, he does not trying to give you everything at once, but he's not trying to trick you either. You know, he's not trying to throw a, a major twist in there. It's mostly just a slow reveal of what is happening. And it definitely is thought-provoking, I would say. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how much to say without giving anything away. Yeah, if TV stops because they're just they're working so close to transmission and then they right. have to stop, how does that affect the award ceremonies and things that are going to be on in September, the Emmys and things? Right. And so much aren't going to be eligible because you won't have seen, presumably Fargo would have been eligible and a big hitter, but now yep. that's yep. gone. It's going to have an impact for a long time, you'd think. The one thing I would say is that one of the reasons Fargo was slated to come out when it was um, next month, um, I'm not sure the exact date off the top of my head, but one of those reasons was so that it would hit this eligibility window. Getting pushed back at all knocks it out of that eligibility window. So my understanding of that would be that we're only going to lose about like a month off the tail end of this eligibility. So for the most part, the Emmy should be pretty contained. 
they should be kind of about what has already happened and then we'll just like lose the last like mm. month or two of the season i think it, you're gonna feel it more on the next cycle the question is if they even have the emmys or if they do it without like people there uh i don't think that it's gonna affect it too much this cycle i think you're gonna start to see it next cycle the question is if any judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nobody really cares. The other sad thing is it's the fall that's going to be impacted the most because shows that should start filming like Succession that I'm desperate to see more of come September, October won't have even started filming and if they had they'd be very early on so they might get pushed back to next year and that that's almost as depressing as the news at the moment yeah you got to figure that those shows shows that were slated to come out later this year maybe even early next year are the ones that are going to be hardest hit one of the shows that i'm thinking of is the third season of atlanta which was supposed to come out uh, maybe January, February 2021. I imagine that it was so far pushed back trying to coordinate everybody's schedules. It's Donald Glover and Zazie. All those people are kind of blowing up at the moment. So if all of their schedules are also getting pushed in that kind of cascading effect I was talking about before, I would imagine that they're going to be even further behind on production there. So you might not see that for another year or something. So 2022 or something. This I know was that... supposed to be quite informative and uplifting, and I'm actually more <laughs> depressed now at the idea of no succession for a long time and no Atlanta for a long time. You know, I think people are going to come up with really creative ways of looking at shows that are already out there, which is great for people like you and I who think a lot about television. Sooner or later, we're going to hit this point where there's not a whole lot of new stuff coming out. And people are going to start looking to either classics or shows that they never got a chance to watch, um, but they always maybe wanted to, which was kind of where you were going with earlier in this conversation. At this moment, it might be a little too early. People are still adjusting to this this new reality. Um, the new normal. As right. It it's hard to tell when things will switch, but I, I do think that we're going to get to that point. You know, maybe people are like, yeah, I never really wanted to give The Wire a chance, but... Right. I was always like intimidated by how much of a slog that seemed to be, but you know what the hell? I got nothing else to do. <laughs> and then you know people are going to also be turning to us to to think about stuff. They got nothing to do but but sit and watch and watch watch things and think about them. So yeah. I think that would be the silver lining is maybe people in the general discourse will start to think more critically about what it is that they're consuming. Maybe they won't, but maybe they will. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've covered all the bases there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Jackson. Where can people find you online? How can they come across your YouTube stuff? Because it's really well put together and really insightful. Where can people find it? Oh, thank you. You can you can find my YouTube channel. Uh, it's called Skip Intro, like at the bottom of your Netflix thing. Uh, and I, I do video essays about TV. And you can also find my Twitter. It's J-A-C-K-A-P-N-2. I was really nice drunk and catchy, in college. That. Yeah. yeah, I was really drunk in college and I was trying to spell out my own name at this point. And it's just stuck. So <laughs> uh, well, you've never changed that. You know it's an error and you've just gone, I'm gonna live with uh, it. What am I gonna do? Uh, <laughs> so, that's what that's... you'll do in the twelve weeks while you're isolated. Come up with a better Twitter handle. 
But then people are just going to be confused. They're going to be like, who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, he must be sober now. I don't recognize this person. I usually tweet out any of the the videos I'm working on or anything that I'm writing over there. So Thank you. And, st- and stay in your bubble. Yeah, you too. <laughs> do something safe and easy and watch something good. Yeah, you too. Good show. The best and the worst on the box. People arrange their lives so they wouldn't miss their favorite program. It's the Custard TV Podcast. Do you think the podcast will be affected now, or do you think, again, it's going to be more the autumn when they're... They must have well, I, think, them... I mean, there are... I mean, as far as I know, and you two are now more the experts than me, I know the roles have been reversed, um, but I'm assuming there are still a number of programmes ready to be shown now. Uh, that the schedules really yeah, are. Yeah, but I'm, I'm wondering whether they'll have to. Ho- I'm wondering whether they're going to hold a lot of them back because they know that the autumn or, is looking a bit. Or slim. are they just going to still be producing it while they're airing it? You know, they've done that before. I just remember. I'm going back sort of to the 2012 now with the the paradise, the the department store thing. I remember they were filming that and showing it at the same time. So it might just have to be a, a tighter production schedule, maybe just to get things out. Obviously, the turnarounds are just going to have to be quicker. They might be putting out stuff that's easier to produce and, and maybe leaving your, your line of duties to headline like the the January yeah. season and, and maybe not have your, your normal slate of your silent witnesses and, your, and, and death in paradise and things yeah. like that. Have your line of duties and your Peaky Blinders it's going to have long-lasting effects when we're all allowed to go out and about again and go to the cinema and stuff. And then we're going to... I imagine somebody on this podcast, when everything's back to normal, is going to start moaning that there's not very much good stuff on TV. I can't imagine which one of the... Two oh, are you talking about be. you? I yeah. might be. I'm... Yeah. I'm, yeah. Are you, you going to be one more of appreciative stuff? of the stuff that's on? Probably know. not, Matt. I'm... No. I'm yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm certainly going to just, be appreciative. I mean, of... we could just pre-record loads of podcasts with Luke just saying, "I didn't buy into the world. I didn't connect with any yeah. of the characters. It's not yeah. for me." The, I the be script was unrealistic. What yeah. they said was terrible. Yeah, the dialogue uh, didn't ring true. I, I could just get one of those boards where you just push the button and I say something. <laughs> I don't even need to turn up. <laughs> you could carry on self-isolating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting time, and I'm very interested to see how it develops um in terms of the podcast there will be new stuff obviously but it's more the fact that at the moment the new stuff outside of a couple of things are just things that we've either watched before and it weren't for us so our girl for example is back on tuesday i'm sort of over that i, I liked that first series that she did but i didn't get into the second series at all and i don't know why all these returning things although they are new just don't float. Well, we've got stuff like, it. you know, The Nest is coming up this week. Um, we've got Quiz coming soon. There's still stuff, as you say, there's still stuff coming out. Will yeah. they push Quiz back because it's a drama well, about coughing? The, 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 uh, no, ITV, uh, in their statement, have actually said that they've got, that's one of the things that are yeah. coming that's coming up. They're yeah. saying Quiz, Honor, Alan Carr's epic game show, Gordon, Gina and Fred's road trip, Harry's Heroes... Uh, so there's stuff I, coming up. Britain's Got mm. Talent's going to be affected, isn't it? I don't know if you've well, already exactly. discussed that. 
Yeah, I mean, they're going to show that... Well, I think, first of all, the the live final of The Voice has been pushed back indefinitely. Who, how... Yeah, the live, the semi-final and the final. So it's the last pre-recorded one of The Voices tonight, the, no, the second knockouts, and then they're going to show two taped things, aren't they, where the semi-finals and finals will be. But they, they are yeah. saying at the moment they're going to push them back to next year, so everyone who's got through... He's going to have to wait now to see, which is which Very is like strange. it has been for a lot of things. And I know, to be fair, we, no one ever remembers any winners of the Voice anyway. So <laughs> <don't give laughs> they could just tell you this person won. Uh, Eurovision as well is a thing that um, we've mentioned off mic last night, Luke. And I'm a massive Eurovision fan. Gary, I think you watch it as well, don't you? I, I watch it. I don't watch like the semi-finals. I'm not like a, a total fan. Um, but I, 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 I don't point, either. So. I, I do occasionally, but I haven't in recent years. The people who are all qualified. And ready for that are now not going to be doing it you know there's going to be new people in 2021 whereas a lot of people i'm assuming with britain's got talent all the auditions and things are already you know done yeah, and in, do back. in january so, February. The people to be who, fair, you could do the auditions and send them in and you could see the judges judging well, they've, all, they've the done them though, Gary. Thing, Gary, so. they've done the auditions they're all taped oh okay the talent shows that they've already taped it's just mm. going to be the finalists are going to be waiting for their time to shine. I mean, in terms of Britain's Got Talent, they're saying we're going to see if we can still do something. They haven't said we're postponing it or cancelling it. But isn't then that's leaving a huge gap till you're able to get to the finals? Well, it's only that that Uh, week, isn't it? You know, they have that one week where they have all the semi-finals and the finals. So it's that mm. one week of programming that's going to be affected in, you know, it's normally the end of May, is it, that they have that? Yeah, end of May. It comes to something where the safest show on television to participate in is The Masked Singer. Mm. I just yeah, think... <laughs> I was going to make that joke. <laughs> that, that becomes the safest It'll be the, the, has, the hazmat suit singer next, next yeah. series. Gary, should we have another feature? Yes, indeed. Uh, it's, it's, another, it's another returning feature, ladies and gentlemen. I have to admit, I didn't know we had so many features. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know what's coming. What? I love I love the fact that all the features at the moment revolve around me. So you know, I when know, you, you going to pull gonna your be a, This is going to be a bumper podcast. This one, yeah. <laughs> and and there's a real surprise at the end coming for fans. I brought out the list. Oh, <laughs> go on. So basically, uh, years ago, to, to bring in new listeners, I I made a list of all the shows that I'd missed and not watched the end of, or started and never finished. And I'm going to go through and update some of it, you know, because there's quite a few things. Yeah. That I, scene and stuff so you and know we can for, we can help people as well We're using your list we can help absolutely. people there's such things on here you like i never got round to watching rescue me or blue bloods or um, <laughs> you're fine you're fine gary you're fine yeah, i equally i know give or never got round to freaks and geeks which i know you've been doing on yes, your you need uh, to do uh, hold on, hold gary, on a second you, hold on a second you, matt can you do the i've been missing this can you do the do the bit rewind still not finished breaking bad Gary, what's your... I tell you what you'd love. You'd love Better Call Saul, but you need to finish Breaking need Bad finish, first. Yeah, you need to finish Breaking Bad first, obviously. So, uh, yeah, so uh, I, I will be returning to the list. Obviously, it needs a bit of updating because obviously either I don't have the DVDs anymore or they've changed which platform they're on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things like that. Uh, one that's very high on the list is The Leftovers, though, again, not entirely sure how relevant that is. Uh, at the I moment. think it's incredibly relevant. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so it's a good time to make a list of all those shows that you've yeah. never got down to watching. You know, get some recommendations from friends and family. You know, lend out your DVDs, lend out your Netflix passwords. Uh, mm. You know, and, and stuff like that, and, and try yeah. some stuff. 
I should also say that um, All Four has the end of the effing world as the first series of that is on Netflix. Amazon has uh, all five series of Friday Night Lights. If you've never seen that, that's wonderful. Sky and Now TV have Deadwood, a show I love. The first three series... First three series of Arrested Development are worth your time if you've heard good things and never seen it there on Netflix. Shameless is all on all four. Yeah. That's worth your time. I, I was just it... lo- I was just looking actually at all four because they've got some bingeable box sets as well. And if you want to work through all 154 episodes of The Goldbergs, yeah. which is well, another we should one. Say what else is on there that I have been mm. back to over the last few weeks. Community? ER is there. Oh ER. yeah, ER. Yeah. Is it all on there for all 15 it's seasons all now? Yeah, it's yeah. All I, I'm on about series three of that. I've decided yeah. to give it a bit of a break, but certainly go back and watch series one and two. Just, just if you get to ones brilliant. about incurable viruses and things like that, you might want yeah, to give yeah. them a skip. skip. Over. Also, the series of Damages, which was a legal drama with Glenn yeah. Close, which is a bit sort of. You know, heightened, which might be a good watch, and the that's all on. Of that is 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 because they did this thing, didn't they? Where they, I know Luke hated it, but that bit where they reveal a bit of the ending at the beginning of each episode. Luke never, yeah. you, you've not watched Damage yourself, have you? No, I keep meaning to try it, cause, but there I think go. like it's one that goes off a cliff a well, bit, isn't it? Fresh Meat is all on all four as well, uh, yeah. so that is I, one we'd recommend. Dutch. Also, uh, Gary mentioned it earlier, but I will say Parks and Rec fills me with so much joy, and it's on uh, Now TV as part of Sky Comedy, and it's on Amazon Prime. As Gary said earlier, if I didn't cut it out, um, <laughs> don't, watch <laughs> se- don't watch Series 1, just start from Series 2, and it just gets stronger yeah. and stronger. You will feel so much effect for those people it's brilliant and if you want something out and out silly but clever and fun all of Brooklyn Nine-Nine is on Netflix and on all four as and, well and I, and the... I tell you that I finished 30 Rock oh well done yeah I finished that's, it yeah that's a joy as well that's on yeah. Sky I've, I've been actually been watching some 30 Rock clips have popped up on my YouTube and I've been watching the uh, the Rural Jura and oh. Rural Jura yes <laughs> just brilliant Rural Jura um, is all the US office on Amazon Prime still? It is, yeah. I'd recommend that again. It's a, it's a job of starting from series two and probably finishing with seven and starting again with nine. So there's a load of TV at your fingertips. So whether the, whether the broadcasters are able to plod on, I don't know. But there's certainly a load of stuff that you mm. can binge on. ER is extraordinarily good. Oh, I just have to, to point something out. I've just seen a, a clip of Hollyoaks. When did Richard Blackwood get into Hollyoaks? When did Denise Van Outen turn up in Neighbours? Yeah, I saw that no. clip of her dying on Neighbours, spoiler. Yeah. Also, mm. can I just say, there's some great documentaries on Netflix, so they've just, in the same vein of, as The Wonderful Staircase and Making the Murderer, if you've seen those, Tiger King just popped up last night mm. on Netflix and is about a man who owns an exotic animal park in Florida and he tries to kill... Uh, the people from Peter shutting him down. That is fantastic. The Pharmacist is very good on Netflix as well. Their documentaries are second to none. So if you fancy something not written, not not hilariously funny, then then those you can really lose yourself in. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to say this. I just I just went into uh, to Netflix to add Tiger King to my list. First two things that pop up under, under popular searches: pandemic and quarantine. Wow. Then third is Peppa Pig. I feel like, if we're all happy, we've reached the natural end, and I'm just interested yeah. to what the natural end will be. Gary? Well, I, I thought, I thought again, it might be worth bringing back a, an old feature. You know, it's something, something that people 
maybe have asked for. Maybe people have even written in about. I don't know. I don't check the Twitter. Is it Matt versus Luke? No, no, it's even better. He's gonna sing. He's gonna sing. Please don't do Imagine. No, I'm (laughs) doing Imagine. No, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm going to do a song that's a little bit more topical. There's not a song called "Wash Your Hands for 20 Seconds." I'm afraid. To that, have yes. you seen the, um, the TikTok video of Gloria Gaynor washing her hands and singing I Will Survive at the same time? No, but I'm gonna. Right, okay, so now... Put that uh, on I'm the list. With, having just looked at the lyrics to the verse, this is a little bit strange. Okay. Uh, so, you, you, I don't know, but I don't want to go just straight to the chorus. So, uh, okay, okay, what right. are you singing? <laughs> we'll find out. Well, we'll find out. Young teacher... The subject of school girl fantasy. She wants him so badly, knows what she wants to be. Inside her, there's longing. The girl's an open page. Bookmarking, she's so close now. This girl is after off his age. Don't stand so don't stand so, don't stand so close to me. Don't stand so, don't stand so, don't stand so close to me. Oh. 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 All right, then. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you to all our guests uh, that joined us this week as well. Podcast-wise, we'll have to play it by ear as to what we cover, when we cover, and all the rest of it. But... Well, hasten to add, we will be back very soon with another podcast. I might just have Gary record a load of police records and we'll just end <laughs> with them every week. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Take care, stay safe, you know. and stay isolating. And do get in touch on Twitter or up via the email with what you're watching, maybe what you'd like us to talk about. That's custardtvreviews at gmail.com. There's also the Custard TV Twitter feed, which is at Custard TV Pod. Gary is at The Gary Show. I'm Matt is at Matt's TV Bites, and I'm at Luke Custard TV. Stay safe in your bubbles. Take care. Bye. Rate and review us wherever you find us. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes, and Facebook. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.